Hey everyone, welcome back into another edition of Making the Walk podcast. This is episode four of the second season. Do you know? Do you know how many episodes we're in? It's, it's four. I I brought this up to you last week because I only remember two, and it was episode three. How many episodes do we actually have? Like eight, maybe. Huh. I don't and know. I, eh, I could pull it up right now, but I bad radio. Yeah, I don't know. All right, so. Uh, I'm Andrew, of course, uh, with me as always is Michael Grosh. Mike, what's going on? Uh, nothing much, man. Been a stressful week. Snow doesn't help on top of everything. Um, you know, going bit, through a bit of a job change at the same company. Uh, but yeah, it's been going good. Just a little stressful. How you doing this week? All right. I actually, uh, Wednesday, since we had that blizzard, it was the first time I've ever been able to work from home. And it was wonderful. You like it? Oh, I love it. It was the I, most I I've ever hated. It. it was the most I've ever gotten done. Yeah, I've I've heard that argument too. Dude, it just doesn't work for me. Like, I work from home one day a week. It's moving to two days a week. It's an option, but like, literally, my bed is behind me. You really, you really think I'm motivated when there's a bed behind me, and an Xbox five feet away? Like, I don't know. It's not for me, man. I have to go in if it, I have to. They've made me work from home yesterday. I wasn't too happy. <laughs> I don't know. It wasn't bad for me. It was like, uh, but I'm, I'm still like in the beginning um, yeah. of this new job or whatever. So I'm just reading stuff and um, going to like those introduction meetings. So for oh, me, it was yeah. pretty much just read these pages and um, make sure you respond to your email. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I could do that and watch TV if I really wanted to. Well, the reading part's a little difficult, but yeah, all right, enough. Your boss doesn't listen to that part of it. Yeah. I don't. I don't think they're listening. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, if you guys didn't notice again, no Alex. Uh, like we had said previously, he is on a work sabbatical at the moment. Um, hopefully we'll get him back for next week. Yeah, he's and, doing his real job. <laughs> yeah, next week's next week's two seventy one. Yeah, already yeah. getting into uh, the next Sonya, uh, Whitaker. But all right, so we'll, we'll focus yeah, on yeah. this week. So. For this podcast, uh, we got some picks for you for Fight Night Vegas 47, Hermanson versus Strickland. Uh, we'll also cover some some topics, and me and Mike will give our opinions on some things. Um, so I guess we could jump right into that. Um, we'll, we'll go over some UFC, uh, some news here. So Justin Gaethje uh, is opening the betting lines as an underdog against Oliveira. Um, and that fight is happening in May of 2022 uh, at UFC 274. Um, Gaethje is a plus 135 underdog to Oliveira's minus 155. I, I, think I was curious. This is the first since, title fight that Oliveira is the favorite. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And I'm I'm curious yeah. what your thoughts are. I mean, obviously, this is what five? No, not five. February, March, three months. May. Four months, four, about four months away. Three so, okay. Yeah. So I, I was curious. This is so early. This is way too early to make a prediction, but you know, what, what were your thoughts on that? I thought that was kind of interesting. Honestly, I like it. Uh, the champ, he's the champ. 
So I think he should be the favorite, especially opponents they have in common. Think about the last two fights. They've both fought Chandler and Dustin. Oliveira's finished both of them. Gaethje beat or Gaethje lost to Dustin, and Gaethje went all three rounds with Chandler. I will say if the Chandler fight was five rounds, Gaethje probably would have finished him. Wait, no, it wasn't five rounds. It was three. It was three. So, you know what I mean? If it's five rounds, I think Chandler, or I think Gaethje finishes him just with how the pace was going. And uh, Gaethje really started putting it on him in the, what, the second round, like really, really putting it on him. So we don't know how that would have gone if it was all five. Um, but I mean, he lost it to Dustin. Gaethje's obviously not the same fighter. Uh, but I think Oliveira beat a better version of Dustin than Gaethje lost to and finished him. So I, I, I agree with it. I don't know how the fight's going to go, obviously. Um, but I agree with it. I like it. How do you feel about it? I don't know. Too soon to tell. <laughs> I'm, I'm too much of a chicken to make an early uh, prediction on that one. So we'll let that. I was just going to ask you. I'm not making a prediction. I'm just saying I like the odds. Give the champ his respect right now, obviously. I mean, right, Jesus, I, Francis just fought and he was the underdog and he's the champion. Well, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little more about Francis in a little bit. But first, um, some news coming out of Blahovich's camp. He has decided to withdraw from the Fight Night Columbus card on the 26th of March this, uh, this upcoming month. Um, they, they haven't specified a reason why, um, but it looks like they're going to be trying to make a new main event. And the reason that's relevant, at least to me, is because we had told we told you guys, too, is that me and Alex were planning on going to this. So yeah. now we don't have a main event for the card we want to go to. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they're going to scrap it. I the think they want to keep the same. No, no, no. Just the main event. Instead of finding a replacement for racket. Uh, rebook that for like the summer or whatever. Yeah, that uh, makes make sense. Sure I mean, it, it's good. It doesn't. But who it, who could they possibly replace? Think, if, if they were going to keep them as the main, or sorry, if they were going to keep Rackage in the main event, who would they throw him up against? They um they asked Anthony Smith. That's true. He said yes. Yeah, he said yes, but I think he's also coming off major surgery, and I yeah, think he also yeah. said that it was a bit too soon. Yeah. So. Um, he could do it. He said, I believe he said he could do it, but he'd rather not like go right away after a major surgery. I think they asked um, Cheeto Vera if he would be willing to main event. It would just be a yeah, matter of finding obviously him a different weight class. <laughs> yeah, it'd be it'd be a matter of finding him a different opponent. Cheeto Vera yeah. fights a bantamweight, so yeah. uh, the one thirty fivers. One thirty fivers, two hundred five. You know that they, they asked a, a crazy question. Um, on the Vesping podcast, and it was, um, oh, I know. Go ahead. It was no, the I'm one sorry. where it was all right. So, in Francis Ngannou weighs two hundred seventy pounds. You can pick one flyweight and one bantamweight <laughs> to challenge him together in the in the ring, past or present. Who are you taking? Yeah, who's so probably Davidson because he's the biggest one twenty fiver that I know of, and then. Maybe either fuck. You're Dan gonna Hooker. need Lang. Dan Hooker. <laughs> yeah, make him cut another 10 pounds. Which I want to correct myself on that real quick. Dan Hooker has fought at 145 before. Um, my bad. But he has if he has three or four fights in the UFC at 145. Um, I don't recant my entire statement on it, but I wasn't aware that he did fight at 145 before. 
But so I guess if we're if we're talking bantamweights, though, I would probably say just I'd have to go Max. Max is a featherweight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he almost died trying to cut to. Yeah. Oh man. To die and go to forty-five. Yeah, that's true. They they said Sanhagen on on Bisping's podcast. That's not too but crazy either. Even with know, his right. length, I still don't know if it's enough. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think so. Um, all right, we're so, gonna bring no, no. Here's here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna bring Shahudo out of retirement at 125, and we're gonna team him up with Sean O'Malley because they oh. hate each other, and <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna go fight Francis together. <laughs> that would be so interesting. I, and and the, Francis I, by murder. <laughs> like, it would just be such a wild thought to just think about, like. Francis Ngannou would just walk across the cage and just step into it like a like a punter style kick and just kick Henry Cejudo across the arena. Dude, so uh, speaking of bantamweights or not bantamweights, um, flyweights, I was thinking about this watching the Davison versus Moreno fight. I know we're, we're a, little, a week late on this now, um, but how many one twenty five pound dudes in the world do you think could kick your ass? <laughs> like so many, <laughs> so many. There's so many oh, little yeah. dudes out there that would just fucking murder you. Like myself I, included, like I, so many 125ers could kick my ass. So many 135, 105, 115 females. Like, come on. Oh, yeah. And then I, because I was in the gym sparring with one of the guys on the fight team. I was rolling with him and he's, he's probably a 125. Um, and I was looking forward to it just because. You know, everyone likes to think that they're pretty good at, you know, when they go to sparring, they like to think mm-hmm. that they're one of the better ones. And um, I, I mean, bro, I just see red. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I have I have a good like 80, 80 to 100 pounds on this guy. Yeah. And the dude fully controlled the entire round. I, I couldn't move. As soon as I moved, he trapped something. Yeah. And, and then yeah. I was next thing I knew, I was in a crucifix about to have my. <laughs> my arm broken on a Kimura. And I was like, what, wait a minute. What just happened? Like, <laughs> what, how did that I happen? You wondering how I ended up here. <laughs> yeah. So that told me right there that, uh, one, I, I am not nearly as good as I thought. That was a very humbling moment. And two, there are plenty of one twenty fivers out there that can easily kick my ass. It's just a funny thought. Like you just, really I was is. sitting there. I'm like, dude, like these kids or these guys would destroy me. Holy shit! All right, so we'll get away from the uh, the, the small guys here for a little bit. And we'll talk about yeah, the heavy. We weights. went off on quite a tangent there. That's all right. All right. That's <laughs> it's our podcast. We say what we want. That's um, true. So DC had come out and said that he's interested and he thinks it's a good idea for. Oh, excuse me, I just burped. For Miacic and Jones to run back a interim title fight, well, Ngannou's gone now. Ngannou, remember he had said that he had tore up some mm-hmm. ligaments in his knee, and the way he described it sounds like he won't be fighting again in 2022. It's going to be at least a year before he's back in the cage. We're thinking 2023 if he can get that whole thing resolved with the UFC, which we won't get into. We got into a really long. Yeah. discussion about that last week there's plenty of time to talk about that too i don't think it's going to get solved anytime soon i don't think so either but um yeah yeah dc had said that he thinks jones should come back and immediately fight for that interim title um and he thinks miacic deserves the opportunity to jump right back into the championship conversation mm-hmm. um i 
I personally agree with him. I mean, what do you I, think? I agree with DC again here. Um, I mean, we know Jones is a, one of, if one of, if not the greatest fighter ever, depending on your stance on steroids and whatever. Um, but I also do have to agree with him that Stipe deserves a shot to get back in the mix if he wants it. Um, also, I'd really like to see this fight. Um, I don't know anyone that wouldn't, to be honest with you. I, I know Stipe is a little older now, but I, he's still, you know, he's still there. It's not like he's done. Um, and I'm sure he'd love the opportunity to prove that he's not done too. Yeah, I mean, I fully agree. I think Stipe being the greatest, I, I think he's the greatest, he's the greatest heavyweight champion we've ever I'll had. I agree with you on that too. Um, he's the most decorated for sure, I think. Yeah, hence the greatest. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, there's definitely a difference between the greatest and the most talented. Yeah, like I always say, like, I think Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback to ever play the game. Do you hate that because you're a Bears fan? But Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. How can someone like a guy whose family doesn't like him? So, thought to say about <laughs> you that. You know, I, I don't really it's, I don't really care. But all I know is my boy retired, and he's the greatest of all time. TB12, baby. Anyway. Yeah. How about those Bengals? Hey, go Bengals. I already put my money on them. And uh, I put money on Scorigami. You put your money on Scorigami? It looked like, okay, okay, not a yeah, football podcast. We can talk about that later. We can talk <laughs> we'll about talk that about later. When we're not on the air. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, sorry. Football. So, anyway, so yeah. go ahead. All right, anyways, um, so, uh, and then um, Curtis Blades called out Surigan. And I think that also makes sense as almost like a like a title eliminator, eliminator, if you will. Um, I like that one too. Like a, almost like a title eliminator for the interim belt. So whoever yeah. wins that steps in to face either the winner of Miocic and Jones. Yeah. Well, so I, realistically, if if um, if Jones and Stipe fought soon, they'd have to fight, fight soon. Uh, for an interim, yeah, geez, interim title, and then you have gone. Well, gone just fought. So I don't know. I, like I was trying to think how you would plan if Ngannou is not coming back until 2023, negotiations, surgery, all that shit. Would you even be able to fit in Blades versus Gone, Stipe versus Jones, and then run it for like the interim? You know what I mean? Like you could have Jones and Stipe fight for the interim title. And then the winner of Blades Gone fights for the interim title against the winner of Jones Stipe. Would you even have enough time before Francis comes back? Or would the winner against Stipe and Jones just hold until Ngannou comes back? Like they, they, they have a guaranteed title shot if they win the, the interim belt. Why would they risk it? You know, well, who's who's Blades' last fight? Uh, Derek Lewis. He got knocked out. That was a while ago. Yeah, it was a long time. So he's ago. probably I'm ready saying, to go. He's ready Shogun to go, but could probably, just fought. That's, he did just fight. So, I mean, if you made that fight, let's say, in July, you make that fight in July or June, right? I mean, six months out, whatever, and get the next fight going in, what, like October? Yeah, but it's still, like, if let's say John Jones wins the interim belt against Stipe, and this is all hypothetical. Do you really think John Jones is going to want to fight again? Before a guaranteed title shot against um, 
in Ghana. Oh, by the way, uh, Derek Lewis, he lost him in February last year. And then he beat Jarzinho Rosenstruck in uh, September of 2021. So I, mean, I, stand, I, I stand corrected. He has fought after Derek so, Lewis. So maybe we don't turn that into necessarily like a title eliminator. Maybe it's more of like a next man up kind of a thing. Yeah. For so the, 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 the real belt. undisputed. Not, not the, yeah, undisputed. I shouldn't say real, but undisputed. So like Stipe Jones, interim winner fights Francis. Then the winner of uh, Gone Blades fights the winner of Francis. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, that makes sense to me. Um, Francis but, got the one seat. That's all I know. <laughs> yeah. For real. We, he, Heavyweight tournament. And then you got Derek Lewis tied to Avasa, which mm-hmm, let's go. <laughs> yeah. That's for a, a later podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. So Calvin Cater came on to um, the Bisping podcast and was talking to them. A little bit and said that he wants to be uh ready for as as a replacement um in ufc 273 between alexander volkanovsky and the korean zombie um that's in march right yes that's the march card uh i i, I like it i mean just it would be cool to see calvin cater against um volk i think it would it would be such an entertaining fight to watch Both those i think it'd be just, fun for him to fight either of them but I will assume Volkanovski will win I as of too. right now. And um, as an early pick, I would assume Volkanovski is going to keep his title against the Korean zombie. Um, but, I mean, the Korean zombie against Volkanovski, that's going to be fun too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, we all know the Korean zombie never disappoints. He's always going to bring it. Um, yeah. But I, Volk is just so good, man. Yeah, and every time I see Volk fight, it's an absolute war. I can't yeah. not like every, the guy. Every single time. It's all in these guaranteed war. But like so strategically too. Like it's not a sloppy war that you can see from time to time. It's controlled chaos. Yeah, it really is. And it seems like he he has that that championship medal too. Like the we, we talked about him um in our review of last year with that fight uh against Ortega, mm-hmm. when he was caught in how many submissions? Three um, or four, like yeah, serious just ones. being able, yeah, just in serious trouble. Like the belt was halfway around Ortega's waist, yeah. and <laughs> Volk pulled, popped his head out or his arm or whatever, and it was, it was nuts. Um, so yeah, I, I'm excited for no matter who Volkanovski or Korean Zombie or Calvin Cater faces off against, it's going to be a fun fight. I think so. I'm oh, cool yeah. with it. Either All three way. of those guys are fireworks. All right, so we'll move on to something that's going to make Mike happy, our little bullet point. I wanted to surprise him here, but uh, I sent him the outline. I forgot about that. So Holly Holm is back. This, huh? When did they announce it, by the way? Uh, I think it was pretty I mean, I followed her on Instagram. Like a day maybe. ago or something like that. Um, I must have missed it. <laughs> so she's scheduled for a fight night main event uh, in May against Ketlin Vieira. Of course, we know Ketlin Vieira just um, this past December defeated Misha Tate, um, yeah, kind of derailing her her title aspirations. But cool to see Holly Holm back on uh, on the docket. How long has it been since she's fought? Let me look real quick. But as you can tell, I'm always excited for Holly to fight. For those of you that don't know, uh, Holly Holm is Mike's wife. I think one of like 15 stop, stop. fighters <laughs> that Mike has claimed. Dibs. 
I, I don't I wouldn't say that, but let's see. She fought in October of 2020. She I believe she had surgery. So she's, okay. she hasn't fought for a good year and a half about. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so that's that's kind of some cool news, a name that a lot of people recognize with cool. the, uh, the head kick that rocked the world. So, um, yeah, yeah. Cool to see her coming back and fighting against someone who um, I mean, if you think about it, this is probably a way to get back into a contender spot for both of them. Yeah. It's, well, it's a way to get back into a contender spot for Holly. It's a way for Vieira to get her name involved in some of the, the bigger matchups in that division, which sorely mm-hmm. needs contenders. Yeah. Well, I mean, they got to run the one that just happened back, obviously. But then after that, who knows? And then I, I didn't put this... <laughs> yeah, I didn't put this on there, but I, I guess that kind of brings up the point of Kayla Harrison. Um, obviously, with Juliana Pena beating Amanda Nunes, that kind of flushes her, it flushes her payday, it flushes her payday down the drain, because that was supposed to be the next big fight in that division. Mm-hmm. One forty-five. Am I thinking of one? Hey, is Kayla, this one thirty? We got one thirty-five. But anyway, Kayla will not make one thirty-five. She'll die doing it, which would probably hinder her performance a lot. Um, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Should I, should I pick it up or no? No. Uh, <laughs> it's Alex calling me. If you want to tell, actually, tell him if you want to jump on, go ahead. Um, <laughs> no, I, I think Kayla, would, Kayla fought at 145, I believe, in 2021, just to know that she could make the weight and – um, you know, fight Amanda eventually, you know, just so that she could do it because she normally fights at 155. Um, but I mean, Nunes is still the 145 champ, Pena holds 135. They're gonna run that back. It does hurt her potential payday just because Amanda's probably gonna be tied up with Juliana for the next two fights. Um, maximum. I mean, you know, Pena could put her and and they're not gonna run a triology. Um, you know, if Pena beats her twice in a row, I'm that's my that's how I'm gonna start saying it from now. Geology. Geology. Um, geology. But yeah, it does hurt her payday. It, it does because Amanda's not gonna fight her for at least one or two fights. Yeah, so I think she was saying um that she was gonna stay in the PFL for now. She's making million dollar paydays over there. Yeah, yeah, because she wins the tournament. She wins the tournament all dollar. the time. Yeah. So yeah. she makes a million a year. So why leave? Yeah. Um all right, I, I, that was everything I wanted to cover as far as news. Um, oh, wait a minute. There was something funny that happened. Have you seen those videos from Russia? Um, and like those, they have like this, that those team fights. Oh, the press conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you see it? So, like, I don't I know. I, I don't know what the name of the promotion is. I have no idea who these guys are. It's some Russian fight promotion where it's like, but it's teams. So it's, it looks almost like the ultimate fighter. Because yeah. you have like you have a group of guys sitting in the back. It's like a like a semicircle of, of guys lined up on this press conference. Half of them are wearing like one color on one half of the semicircle, and the other team's wearing a different color, obviously. And they line these two guys up and they start they start, you know, throwing like verbal jabs at each other, or whatever. And they start pushing and shoving like normal stuff. So they sit back down and one guy just uh, they start jawing each other again 
obviously I have no idea what they're saying, speaking Russian. And the dude just runs over and just double foot, double leg drop kicks him out of his chair. Yeah, Did you like, see that video? Yeah, I saw it. It, it is so brutal. I can't even imagine like getting kicked in the face. Imagine getting double drop kicked in the face. Uh, like, <laughs> Actually, I did get kicked in the face. Jake, Jake Stilbert kicked me in the face on accident. He did. Um, but like, yeah, that's funny. How funny um, is that though? That's like, like what? What else do you expect from like a Russian MMA promotion? It's it's what I what I demand from them. <laughs> if we were ever gonna do, if we were ever gonna do like a live fight companion, I want to watch those um those five on five fights where the cage is like the size of like a. Um, it's like a boxing ring, basically, except a little bigger. It's bigger. Yeah, it's bigger, but they have five guys on one team and five guys on another, and they don't. They they allow double teams. So if you eliminate one of your yeah. opponents, you're just down a man. So then I'm like, there, like there's no need to go to the ground. As soon as you take someone to the ground, someone's on top of you, just wailing on your back, yeah, like stomping you. There's like there's like head yeah. kicks and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> I wonder if any commission in the United States would allow that. Absolutely not. No way. There's no way. <laughs> could you could you imagine if that's what tough was? <laughs> just the last you two gotta, standings. If they're all in the same weight class. <laughs> you just got 10 on 10. It's fight. <laughs> and whatever, whatever team comes out on top has to get split in half, and they just keep doing it over and over and over again. <laughs> oh, man. They start beating the piss out of each other. <laughs> all on the same the, night Fuck yeah it. if you're the first whoever the first couple guys are that get um that get taken out or just eliminated from the show <laughs> oh my god there's no chance no um, nevada is nevada would never allow it no i don't think any state would allow that um they might Russia. be able to get away with it in brazil All right, so we'll get into the um, Fight Night 47 picks, um, unless there was anything else you, you wanted to, to discuss. Uh, no, nah, I can't remember anything. I'll text you about it later because I'll be pissed that I forgot, as usual. That's usually how that goes. Um, all right, so we'll get into the prelims here. Um, the first fight on the card is Denny's Bondar against Malcolm Gordon. I have no idea if I said that name right. We're trying out some new uh, phonetics. On the uh, the outline, do you see that? So I'm gonna try not to mispronounce mis- mispronunciate yeah. some names. Yeah, I did see that. So I have like, to wait, see- wait, wait a second, and then I was like, oh yeah, he's trying to <laughs> trying to get it right every time, which I'm sure everyone appreciates. All right, so I'm going to go with uh, Bondar by a finish. So if you guys are in, at least for me in DraftKings, if you go into winning methods, scroll all the way down to finish. Um, open up that tab and then you could find the guy's name yes or no so i put finished yes uh it's at a minus 115 right now um so i know malcolm gordon has been dealing with durability issues um that's always you want to kind of been his big weakness i guess as a pro and as an amateur um and uh, bandar has all finishes He's only ever all of his wins are finishes making his debut. Yeah, he is making his debut today. So I guess, you know, the step in competition can become. Um, well, how seasoned is Gordon? I can't remember. That's such a good question. I didn't write that down. 
Yo, I was looking at it yesterday. Um, I'm going to keep going while I pull it up. Well, it says he's 13 and 5 in, in his pro career. Well, I'm, I'm saying it's like season like MMA or uh, UFC. So he's got three fights in the UFC. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, it's not like it's, it's a uh, uh, pay per view card either. Uh, it's in Vegas, right? So it's mm-hmm. going to be in the Apex, 200 people max. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah. I know Bandar's kind of been out of fighting for a little bit so the only thing i can really think of would be his cardio being an issue mm-hmm. um if malcolm gordon can kind of play keep away with his striking then maybe you know he just kind of stands on the outside you know hits and splits um but i i don't know that's not something i'd it's not something i think can happen so um i don't know with the guy who has durability issues against the guy who has all finishes, why would I not take a finish for the favorite? Yeah, yeah, yeah. from the favorite too. Um, so that's oh shit, I'm gonna start my phone. Um, so yeah, that's gonna be my pick. Um, I don't know. Do you, there was a couple more fights. Did you have any on these pre these early prelims? Uh, I had a couple. Let's see. So my problem is now too. We talked about this before we started this. Uh, Barstool didn't have any anything besides money line picks um until like today so all my all my prelim shit and uh main card shit is money line um which sucks because i feel like there's an opportunity maybe that i definitely missed um anyway i had uh looking at the jason witt philip Rowe fight um I'm going to go with Roe Moneyline. He is the favorite, minus 141 of yesterday on Barstool. couple of reasons. Uh, Roe is his, – he's got a fucking 10-and-a-half reach advantage, okay? Uh, Jason Witt is a, is a very, very solid grappler. Um, but I guess in my reasoning, Roe is a longer, bigger fighter. Keep him at bay with the striking uh, if he's careful enough. I know they are in the apex, so it is the smaller cage. Um, but if he can keep him off his legs or defend the takedowns, which he does have a decent takedown uh, defense, um, he should be able to just piece him apart from the outside, you know, kind of have his way in the fight. So I, I do like a money line. You could probably throw it in a parlay um, with either one of my picks and Lee's picks, you know, just to uh, try to piece something together. Uh, I don't know how you feel about that one or if you looked at it at all. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't take this one. Um, there's really no – honestly, God, there's really no value. Uh, I mean, money line for a parlay and something, but it, like I said, Barcel didn't have any finish or decision or whatever. If I had to say, I'd probably go. Um, I'd probably say row by knockout. Yeah, you could go row by finish. He's got a pretty good uh, KO and submission rate. So yeah, I, way. I just didn't want to take this one. Um, it felt too close. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I not think, like a crazy money line. Yeah, and, and it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if if Wit was just able to grind row out at least on the uh you know on the ground. Yeah, yeah. If if he can get to him, yeah. Um, which I'm sure he'll be able to at least once. I mean, it just kind of feels it, it feels like Roe's going to be able to get him eventually. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, Witt's his chin is just not that good. And I don't know. I, his, you know, I'll tell you what. And Rose finish is plus 120. I take that. That's not bad. I, I think at that point, though, I'd rather just take the money line and let it go because, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm gonna switch it up. Row by finish. That's what I'm gonna ride with. All right, there we go. The pick is in. We're just we're on our feet. That we're we're just. Yeah, I should have well. looked at it again. To be honest with you. Um. Then I had I had one more on the prelims. And I'm gonna look at this also uh, because you know, I, like I said, nothing was on there yesterday. There right. is this fight. Well, I skipped the uh, I skipped the Jalton Alameda versus uh, Dana. Danilo Marquez. Did you want to talk about that one or no? Uh, no, my next one you had on the sheet, so go ahead. All right, so um, our next one will go uh, Alex Davis defeating uh, is it Julia? It's uh, Julija. Julija? Well, there's a J in there, or you spelled it wrong. Maybe. No, I spelled that right. Storlanko. Storlanko. Um, Job there. Stoliaranko. There's the phonetics coming into play there. All right. So my pick here was uh Davis by decision. Um Davis is the heavy favorite on the money line. Uh not enough money to be made there. Um, so I figured why not go by decision here? It is only minus 105. And I think the reason for that being is that Davis um it's a very she she relies on a very precise and technical style. That isn't the most exciting. This is the best way to put it. Um, and I mean, she's been around a long time. I don't know if people know this. She she was in a, a title fight with Holly or with uh, uh, Ronda Rousey in 2014. That was Ronda Rousey's yes. knockout when everyone thought Ronda Rousey. Strike. Yeah, when everyone thought Ronda Rousey was now going to be able to beat Floyd Mayweather in a boxing fight. So this is the she is the reason why that that uh, started. A little fun fact for everyone. Jesus, <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's it's not the this um, Stolia Ranko girl. Uh, I don't. She really doesn't have too much to offer. Really, I mean a lot of her um, all. I think what is it? A lot of her wins have come in the first round by snagging an arm bar and Davis has only been submitted one time in her career. Yeah, and it wasn't by Ronda Rousey, surprisingly. If she's able to. Jeez, come on. Uh, well, I, you know, I, I had to. Um, if she's able to keep it and not even on the feet, but if she goes to the ground, she's able to defend the submissions, you know, and just wear her out. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think this is going to be more along the lines of just Davis is just going to be able to outwork her on the feet. Mm-hmm. Um, Stoli Ranko's wrestling really isn't that great, and I'm I'm hoping by now Davis knows how to defend a takedown from a wrestler from someone who's not a very good wrestler, just mm-hmm. more of like a jujitsu specialist. So I I don't know. It feels it feels like a comfortable pick for me. Um, Davis by decision, like I said, all. She almost exclusively wins by that way, um, and this other girl just—it seems she just seems like a weaker level of competition. 
Mm. Have I ever said that before? Maybe. Have I been wrong about that? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> I said it in the what was it the 270 card um with uh uh Henry and what's his face? Um the last prelim fight. Oh, I can't remember. Come on. Oh, shit. Bad radio. Um all right, so go to the next prelim fight. Uh Chidi and Joe Kwani uh will take on Mark Andre Barrault. Um, I took Njokani here on the money line. He is a plus 100 underdog, so basically a pick Um, I, I mean, I have an optional as well if you wanted to go by decision at uh, plus 275. Um, but, you know, I, I figure kind of why why bother if you're able to pick an underdog on the money line for plus yeah. money. Um, so, so if you're feeling so aggressive... You win. Yeah, I mean, if you're feeling aggressive, maybe... Um, a little bit later in the card, if we're not doing too hot, maybe that's like a backup pick for us, kind of like a make your money back quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, Baralt is kind of a pressure fighter with a granite chin. Um, we all kind of know what that looks like. Just the guy that's going to continually march forward um, and just kind of eat punches. Um, and he just relies really on durability and cardio, and it's really nothing fancy about it. There's actually a lot of guys on this card that are that are like that, um, and they're going up against a baby. yeah, and they're going up against a guy who's a better striker. Um, it, it does bear to mention that Injokwani, um, excuse me, uh, is a better striker than Broad's last two opponents. Don't ask me who they are; I don't remember who they are. Um, but he is a better striker than both of them, who have combined landed over 200 shots in those fights. In fights that he won, which is pretty crazy to think about. Um, both these guys, I, they're kind of similar um, in how I think they would want to attack one another. And I think both of them have very good tie clinches. Um, but I, I also kind of think that uh, in Joe Kwan, he's, he's really good there. Um, now, that being said, if he gets pushed up against the fence if Brault pushes him up against the fence for 15 minutes you know how good can he really be right and I think that's always kind of been Brault's thing it's just been kind of march forward trap him into a corner and if you engage in the clinch then you know you you gain that control time if not you're going to keep marching forward and just throw straight punches and just try and win fights that way um but yeah I, I think if if and Joe Kwani can determine where this fight goes, stays on the feet. I don't think either of these guys are going to wrestle. Um, but if he can determine, you know, what space this fight stays at on the feet, I think he's got a pretty good chance to win. And I think that the way the way that that fight would play out, if he's constantly moving and trying to find angles, it sounds more like kind of a decision win to me. Right. I mean, would you kind of agree with uh, that kind yeah. of a fight plan? Yeah. Um, just kind of throwing counters and, um, you know, creating angles for striking and then kind of moving out of the way of a guy who just wants to pressure you. So that's why I put the decision in there. I'm not really too confident in that. So I was just going to take his money line at plus 100. I like it. Uh, okay, so the last pick I had in the prelims, uh, Akeem Duwadu will take on Mike Trezano. 
Uh, I'm taking Duwadu at decision. Uh, plus I like Duwadu as well. Yeah, uh, and I, I mean he has he has much better power compared to Trezano. Um, mm-hmm. and I think he's only really ever lost to he's only lost to two guys in the UFC, Danny Henry, um, and but that was in Duwadu's debut. You know, getting welcomed into the, the, the company is always kind of tough. And then uh, he's also lost to prospect uh, Mosar Evolov, who is 15-0 and 0 pro and 4-0 and in the UFC, who basically no one wants to fight. Everyone's That's ducking this, right. this prospect. This, this Eastern European prospect who can wrestle the hell out of everyone. Have you ever heard of him? I don't think I have, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, neither, have I, neither had I before today, but they're everywhere. If I saw his face, I'd probably recognize him, but I don't recognize the name. What is it about Eastern European guys? We're getting off topic, but what is it about these Eastern well, European guys? I can tell you. It's it's the environment. It's fucking tough there, man. I mean, you hear, you hear uh, Habib talk about the mountains in Dagestan. That shit is the same in Eastern Europe. Like the Eastern Bloc, damn near the Soviet Union still. I mean, Romania, uh, I'd have to look at a map just to make sure I'm geographically right. I mean, but, all those all those countries just dominate that Greco-Roman style of wrestling yeah, too, right? Greco. Um, that's a lot of... Uh, oh, my God. I don't want to Greco and Sambo. Sambo, it's, they got... I don't want to call it... I don't want to say what I want to say because it might be bad. Countries ending in uh, S T A N. <laughs> I don't like it because there's so many of them and I don't want to list them. Those guys really dominate the Olympic stage in both styles. Um, besides, obviously, Russia as a whole and the United States were actually pretty good considering it's not our main style of wrestling at all. Um, and obviously, you have like Georgia. Uh, the country, not the state. Uh, Japan is actually very good at wrestling, uh, surprisingly. Um, India's got some guys, but still, that Eastern Bloc, the, uh, Kazakhstan, um, uh, Uzbekistan, like those countries in that area, Pakistan, and Russia is just so dominant. It's dominant heavy in that area of the world. So, <laughs> just to be clear, neither of these guys are from there. We just kind of went on another tangent. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> we'll get back to this matchup. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, Duadu does have superior power and has only really lost to these two. He's only lost in his debut and he's only lost to a really big up and coming prospect. I'm going to take um, Hakeem by finish. Fuck it. I think the only reason I didn't do that is because Trezano has. Um, he's going to want to wrestle, isn't he? No, no. I, I think he he just he doesn't get knocked out. First time for everything, baby. Oh my God, I can't believe I just said that. That was so stupid. He's gonna get knocked out. Let's go. Thank you. <laughs> uh, hang on. No, well, let me let me finish. So, uh, neither neither guy really does have any wrestling chops. Um, mm-hmm. Again, now that I say that, they're probably gonna someone's gonna wrestle someone. Um, I have to. You never know. <laughs> maybe, but I mean, the the Trezano he likes to pressure forward, and I think. Watching Duwadu fight, he does a good job when he's pressuring forward, but he also has a very solid B game with his counters. He's a very good counter puncher. 
um, who also has power. It's just how well he's going to be able to manage that space and that pressure. You know, when we talk about counter, we talk about counter punches. You have to be able to sit down on these punches. And I don't know if he's ever. Statistically, at, he's also got a higher output. He does in striking. But uh, that's why I'm saying like he does do a good job when he's not the pressure fighter. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's, he's not going to be in this fight. Um, he does have some nice, so- he has some solid check hooks. Um, he can use to win these exchanges, but Trezano, I think really his durability is what's going to force us to go to decision. Um, so that's why I took Duadu's decision at plus 110. I don't feel comfortable with that at all. I just, I would prefer just to go on the money line, but it's minus 170. Yeah. Um, so I think with that being said, I wanted to do a parlay with, uh, Bonder Bonder's money line and Duwadu's money line. Bonder's money line is like a minus two forty. Last time I looked, uh, you combine that with Duwadu's money line at minus one seventy. You're looking at odds of plus one fifteen. Um, I don't know, did, I'm sorry. Did you have anything on Duwadu? I had. I'm gonna take. I had Duwadu money line, but that was before I double checked for uh, Barstool. I'm gonna take him by finish plus three twenty. But I will say real quick, this doesn't have anything to do with fighting. I almost want Trezano to win strictly for the mullet. As you know, I have recently joined the mullet gang. It's not that long right now, but you know, I got, it's, it's a better feeling in life, man. It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. We got to get that going. You got to get the lines in there. Was it Mike showed up to my house on uh, championship Sunday? Just, uh, we just invited him over for football. He walks in the doors. You got to, you rocking a mullet? Had his hood up and everything. Was afraid to show his mom. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I got a cut on Friday night, and I was like, the lady that cuts my hair was like, "Are you sure you want to do this? Like, your mom's gonna hate it." She, the lady that I go to, cuts my dad, my brothers, and mine's hair. So I go over to my parents' house on Friday night, hood up and everything. I'm like, "Hey, like, don't freak out. This is not a quarter life crisis, even though it might be." Um. I did something a little different with my hair. My dad's like, holy fuck, what did you do? And I took the hood off. He goes, huh, it looks kind of nice on you. I'm like, oh, sweet. This went way better than I thought it would. In all fairness, Mike, I will give it to you. You are rocking it. So, well, I, so I got to let the top grow and the back grow a little more so that this, uh, the side shave is a little more uh, detailed. Maybe I'll get some racing lines in there, like Patty Kane. Oh, yeah, you got to. <laughs> um, all right. So that, that's going to round out the prelims. Um, we'll get right into the main uh, event. I'm going to break some rules that I had. Main used. event? Or, excuse me, the main card. Okay. Like, oh, My fault. Okay. Uh, I'm going to break some rules. I know I had told, and if you listen to the first episode, which actually isn't on Spotify, mm. um, it's only in a select few people's Google Drive, <laughs> shared Google Drives. Uh, but if you listen to the first one, we had set a rule that I wanted to make a pick for every fight on every main card. And quite simply, and quite honestly, it's just becoming such a difficult job to do research on all these guys that I honestly, some of them I have no interest in betting on. So why, you know what I mean? Like what, why At bother? At that point, me? you're just losing money. Yeah, at that point, I'm just losing money for the sake of just trying to put every fight in. And mm-hmm. it just doesn't really make sense. So I wanted to just pick fights that I feel comfortable betting on. 
And I'm going to try and just, I'm going to try and do as many as possible. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you guys. It's, it's not going to be, I mean, I've already in on this main card. I already excluded the, the tough finale fight. Okay. I'll tell you that. Um, I'm going to try and do as many as I can in the main, just because that's the, you know, those are the ones that people want to see. And those are the ones that um, tend to get more views and obviously people throw more money around on those. So we're going to do our best with that, but I'm definitely not going to continue doing every, every fight. Yeah. Uh, On the opposite side, what something I'm going to give a couple tries just because it hit last week. I'm going to parlay the entire main card. It's all going to be money line bets. Uh, except honestly, th- so this one I only have five of the six because Barstool doesn't even have the Sam Alvey fight and Brendan Allen, so I can't I can't even bet on it. It's not there, so I'm doing five out of the six all money line picks. We'll go over it at the end, um, and obviously I'll talk about the picks too throughout it as we go through them. Um, but yeah, you know, weirdly enough, Barst or excuse me, uh, DraftKings doesn't have the Jelton uh, Alameda and Danala Mar- Marquez fight on their lines um and that's on the prelims oh this oh wow so i, I thought that was kind of interesting well it's, i think that was so that what was are the odds on today. that they don't have any they're like what are the uh, i'm gonna look it up right now what's the odds like on the ufc website do they, have they don't have any either because they use DraftKings. okay because I, I was looking at the the uh albie fight and allen fight Allen's like a minus 400 favorite. And I'm like, wait a minute. Okay, you guys have Juliana Pena. Who's no, like no, no. Brent, Brandon, Allen, Brandon Allen's the favorite. Yeah, yeah. Brandon Allen, minus 400. Uh, sorry if I misspoke on that. Brandon Allen, minus 400, the favorite. And I'm like thinking, oh, maybe those odds are too wide. I'm like, wait a minute. You had Juliana Pena at plus 600. Why don't you have Sam Alvey at plus 300? So I don't know what the hell is going on. Um but yeah, five out of the six I picked. I won't right, have so, the best details on all of them, obviously. Um, but yeah. All right, so we'll we'll get into the main card here. It's gonna start out with Julian Arosa taking on Steven Peterson. Um this one also is very similar to a lot of the fights that we described earlier. It's gonna be a guy who uh in Arosa who has some good footwork. Um he's he he's a very odd boxer. He's mm-hmm. off tempo. So I, I guess the, the best way to describe that is just a guy who um, he mixes and strikes in awkward times. You know, you can kind of deter, you can kind of tell in like a traditional boxer, you know, when they when they sit down, you know, when they're going to go, you know, you know, there's like a hop to it. There's a certain kind of dance to it um, where, you know, you kind of bump it back and forth, back and forth. And there's a rhythm to boxing. And he's one of these guys that's kind of weird to deal with on the feet. That mm-hmm. and he's also he's, he's a Brazilian. Yeah, he's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu guy. Um well Peterson's kind of more of like a straightforward grinder. Uh and a guy who's also gonna march forward. Um and, and I'm I'm gonna go with Arosa by decision. Um I think Arosa is a better what's that? I got a money line, but that's in a parlay. Yeah, he's a minus three ten on the money line. Um, yeah. I think your is just a better fighter. Technically, um, he's got the veteran experience mm-hmm. over Peterson. Um, and, and like we had said earlier about Dave, like with Alexis Davis, um, he's, he's seen the wrestling now, 
Um, if for a guy who really shouldn't have any problems on the feet, should be more of if Peterson wants to take this to the ground, maybe there's a problem. But I mean, he's also he's he came from jujitsu, so if you want to take this fight to the ground, jujitsu. So if, I guess if you wanted to, if this fight went to the ground, I'd feel still feel comfortable with Julian Rosa being able to scramble mm-hmm. to his feet, um, maybe do a sweep to get out of it, or maybe even get on top and and do damage that way. Um, although I don't think he prefers that. Um, the only thing I'm truly worried about is Erosa eating an overhand right that Peterson has. Yeah. Because these guys that just march forward, sometimes their pressure kind of gets guys backed into a corner of the cage. And when <laughs> these guys that like to move around real well, they, the reason they do that is usually because they don't want to eat these punches. <laughs> they don't want to eat those yeah. overhand rights. Um, so I, I would feel uncomfortable with that, but I think since Erosa's footwork is good enough to get himself out of these positions, he's good enough scrambling. Uh, I'm going to go with him by decision where he just kind of pieces him up and dances his way out of trouble. Mm -hmm. I'll side with you on that. Uh, One thing I will say too, I can only speak for it in wrestling experience for myself. Dealing with like funky wrestlers is so fucking frustrating. We were one of the funkiest wrestlers I've ever known in our wrestling room in high school. Um, and it's like, you can you can be so good technically. Give me names. Who was it? Mitch. No last names. You know who he is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, he's so funky, man. Like, he would wrestle guys that were so much better than him technically. Not in our room, but because he was very, very good. Um, I'll give him credit there. Um but he was just – they couldn't deal with how he wrestled. And that goes for the same for Ben Askren when he was in college. It's so funky. Like, he would beat world champions, world silver medalists in college just because they don't know how to deal with it. Um, and I feel like in a boxing situation like this, based on what you're saying, if Arosa is using that funk, you know, it might be tough for Peterson to deal with, catch him kind of funny uh, coming in on something or, you know, missing that overhand right. All right, so I, I know you wanted to, to discuss a little bit about the um, the Ultimate Fighter finale or the, what was supposed to be the finale, uh, mm-hmm. Treshawn Gore and Brian Battle. Brian Battle ended up winning the season just because Treshawn Gore was unable to go in the initial setup. I think he tore something in his knee that delayed the, the fight, so they had um, the guy who lost to Treshawn Gore go against Brian Battle. Brian Battle beat him, so now I, I'm pretty sure they just wanted to run it back. Both these guys signed UFC contracts anyways. Which uh, I like. Yeah, I like that too. Um, and I, I am curious to see how this goes. Um, we'll get your take in a little bit, but I, I think it's going to – I didn't want to take this because Treshawn Gore is such a good athlete. Mm-hmm. He, he was clearly the best – he was clearly the most gifted athlete on the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he isn't – Now you got me rethinking that. Okay. <laughs> well, he – but he isn't also he's not the most technically sound guy. There's a lot of no. rawness to his game. And mm-hmm. you look at Brian Battle, the dude's just he he's just in every he's in every fight. He doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, he's not the he's not the best athlete. He was not the best athlete in the show. He was not the most technically gifted guy on the show. He was actually he was the last pick in that in, in the middleweight mm-hmm. division. Um 
And I think that was just because, you know, during the tryouts, all you're doing is hitting pads, hitting the bag, you know, yeah, showing, doing strength tests, stuff like that. And he uh, was just, he didn't look that great. But when he gets into the fight, he's, he's a gamer. So, I love gamers. So do I. So I, I'm just, I'm curious to see how this goes, but I'm not betting on it. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm taking battle money line, which is actually plus 130. But that's also on the parlay. Um, I might take that separate too, just because it is plus odds. Uh, and it's the only one I have that's plus odds too. But like you said, I mean, there's holes in Gore's game. I mean, I can't, dude, for the life of me, I can't remember this tough season. Um, I don't know if why, you know, my memory. Uh, it's either spot on every single fucking detail or nothing at all. Um, but yeah, I, I just I can't go against battle with him being in every single fight. Um, I mean, he's a grinder, and I, honestly, I think his ground game is better, which could come down to it. it it's not like I don't know how they did the tough finale because in the the actual Ultimate Fighter show, they go two rounds, and if it's a draw, they go three. So I don't know if Gore ever went all three. I, I know he definitely in the, did in the finale. He knocked out. The challenger. Okay. I mean, he has good. He has good striking too. It's like he's solid in every aspect of the game. Um, and it, I obviously technically better, like um, technique wise. I'm not saying technically. You know, what I mean, I think he's um, a wrestler background too. Yeah, wrestler by trade, I believe. Uh, Gore, I believe, just walked into a gym. Right, he's obviously very, very gifted athletically. Um, but I just think there might be too many holes. And if Battles, Gore could be dominating the fight for two rounds and Battles still there. He's still there. So I just think I don't see any outcome, which I wish I didn't say that. Um, you would, would you like to recant? I would like to recant. Um, but we'll I'm, still gonna go with, I'm still going to go with Battle. I'm going to go Battle. You said you're going to take the money line on that, right? Yeah, that's, that's money line in the parlay. It's the second leg of five. All right. Um, I know you wanted to talk uh, Sam Alvey versus Brandon Allen. They announced this fight today um, with Hawes. They announced it today? It was on there yesterday. Or No, no. Yes, yeah, you're right. It was yesterday because Hawes okay. dropped out yesterday. Oh, that's probably why it's not on there. Um, and I just didn't take it because I didn't, I didn't have time to research how I thought this was going to go down. Yeah. So I kind of left it be. Well, um, I was going to take Allen money line in the parlay but it's not on barstool like i said so, so i don't minus, have... it's a minus 400 on DraftKings. yeah but it's in the parlay so it helps me a little bit i bet like the odds aren't going to go down you know what i mean it'll still improve it's just it's not it's you know, it'll go from like 825 to like 830 but like like you'd said too julian opinion was like a plus plus 600 five, plus 600 favor or, or plus 700 i think or whatever and she won the fight. So why even risk putting that in your parlay? Yeah, I get or is that. Too. Are we just doing the gimmick? <sighs> We're doing the gimmick. Um, that. No, I mean, I, I didn't bet on this one just because I didn't. It, it wasn't there. It's still not there. Like you said, the fight was announced yesterday. But Phil Hawes, right? Was supposed to fight him? Yes. Dude, how many weeks notice is he stepping in on? Like two days? Yeah, I'd assume so. I, I, my guess I'm, is I'm sure he's in the gym. He's a seasoned vet. Yeah, I mean, my, my guess is that he was just ready to go. They gave him a call, yeah. and he's just like, "All right, well, screw it, let's do dude, it." Fuck it, <laughs> I could use a payday. <laughs> dude, watch this be an absolute banger. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm all for it. Um, all right, we're we'll go on to the next one. Um, this one I'm super excited about. Uh, Me too. Yeah, Shovkov Rachmanov and Charleston uh, Carlton Harris. How did I? I said Rachmanov's name fine, and I can't say Carl Carlston. Because every uh, I, and this, every time I see that so, name, Eric Carlson, I'm so mad at myself. I think of Carlton. Yeah, Carlton or Charleston. It's not unusual. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, if you guys have never heard of the name of Shavka Rachmanov, I would fucking learn it. <laughs> yes, this guy is going to be a future contender. He is going to fight mm-hmm. for a title eventually. Um, I mean, he's the from dude Kazakhstan. is. We yeah, mentioned that earlier. He's fourteen and zero. Has never gone to decision. Seven knockouts, seven submissions. So I think it was an easy. It was an easy decision to kind of just ride with what he's been doing. Just go Rachmanov mm-hmm. by finish. Um, I and really until he proves that there, until someone proves that he has a significant weakness on the feet, on the ground, in the clinch, wherever it may be, why bother betting against him? Yeah, you're right. I mean, until until someone proves that he is not on their level or he is not on a certain level that the division has, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't continue with that trend. Yeah. What about Rachmanov versus uh, Chabayev? Give it to me. <laughs> Give it to me. But not yet. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. No, 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 no. I think Rachmanov is behind just because he hasn't had not not behind behind like in the publicity, just because he hasn't had that like blow up moment. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, I don't think he speaks definitely not English a either. hostile name. Yeah, yeah. Which hurts. Him. Dude, I love, you know the hat that he wears out there. Yeah, I love that hat. I want one. I like it more than Habib's hat. Isn't, aren't those hats? Uh, I thought those hats were also kind of a sign of like a like status. Probably. I'm probably not qualified to wear it. No, I don't think so. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> I know at least in Dagestan with those hats, not anyone could just walk around with that thing. Yeah, I, I could, I bet. Which kind Respect, of sucks? Respect, brother. Because, like, those well, are... Well, I don't cool. plan on going to Dagestan anytime soon. <laughs> you want to get your ass kicked by everyone and their mother? <laughs> Literally, like, probably a five-year-old kid whooped my ass. <laughs> I oh, oh, feel so ashamed. Raise my child there. Like I, I am. Well, getting we're getting off topic again, but I'm, I am so curious yeah. about like what that culture is like as far as combat sports goes. Um, just like I know, Khabib from a young age, he was trained basically to be a fighter. His dad was he was mm-hmm. a trainer. Um, but I'm just curious, like what a gen- like generally is that like is that like their pastime? Is that like what they do? Well, I know Habib's dad sold his cows to buy a Sambo gym. And that's a gym that they still have today, I believe. But I, I culturally, I, I, it's a region of the world. It's always going to be wrestling. Wrestling is king. Habib said it himself. Uh, but judo is also big there. Uh, obviously, Sambo, combat, combat Sambo. You have the half of the gi. So they you know, learn judo and wrestling in order to get into Sambo, really, I, I would imagine. But yeah, it's probably just a region of the world where combat sports is king. Like they like soccer, but I don't know if there's any like legitimate crazy soccer players from that region. 
you think you think if any of the soccer players like uh you think if they just get mad they just start fighting in the middle Probably. of the pitch? I mean, dude, have you seen them play basketball? Yeah. They don't even dribble. They just yeah. fucking tackle each other. They choke, choke each other out. It's hilarious. Um, anyway, getting back on this fight, um, I, I I don't want to discredit Carlson Harris too much. Um, I think there's no. the, the things that are working against him are that he relies a lot on his reach advantage, which he's not going to have anymore. Um both of these guys are two of the longer guys in the division as far as their reach goes. And he's older. He's 33 now. He's trying to kind of deal with a shorter window. Um, this win would kind of propel him into, um, you know, a ranked conversation and potentially open up some doors for him. But I think it, it's so hard. It, I, I can't bet against Rachmanov. I don't, uh, I don't feel any. Like you said, until someone proves me otherwise, I can't bet against him. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Rachmanov by finish at plus 100. Yeah, he's uh, got a money line in the parlay. He's the third leg. Yeah, and the money line is sitting at minus 225 on draft. I got, I got 250. Dude. Barstool needs better odds. Or I need to go to East St. Louis and get uh, draft kings. Don't, don't do that. No, yeah. Um. So we'll go on to the next one. We'll go to the, we'll, it's the co-main event of the night. Uh, Punahele Soriano and Nick Maximov are going to go toe to toe in a middleweight bout. Um, excuse me. I'm going to go Soriano by knockout or technical knockout at plus 120. Um, I think the big thing here is that Soriano just has he, he's got NyQuil in his hands, puts people to sleep. <laughs> Good reference to our Twitter group chat. <laughs> But, that yeah. edit, by the way, that you sent. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, there's a there's like this fight video of this dude just getting cold cocked, and when he falls to the ground, like he falls face first, and just like you can tell, he was out before his face hit the ground. But as soon as he hits the ground, the sonic rings pop out of him, and it makes the noise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a legit Nyquil in his hands. Oop, sleep. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, Soriano does have that kind of uh, night-ending power. He's got five five of his eight wins are by knockout, um, and he is an upcoming prospect. Uh, so is Nick Maximoff, and I think that's why they kind of put him in this co-main event. He's a, um, he's a product of the Diaz brothers, so he's a, he's a California guy. Um, Stockton, motherfucker. <laughs> he's, making, he's making his USA de- debut. Or excuse me, he's in his second fight in the UFC. Um, but it, in his debut, I should say, it was all wrestling. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I've noticed with Soriano is he's got some pretty good defense. Yeah. And every fight, including the one that he lost, who did he lose to? Oh man, this is gonna hurt. Who did yeah, he lose talking. to? I'll look it up. Uh, where's okay. our keep talking? Where's our research guy, Alex? Right. Keep rambling. Podcast Keep rambling. He says. Uh, Brandon Allen. Brandon Allen. That's who it is. Yeah. I mean, in that fight, he was the only thing that he had a problem with was Brandon Allen's pressure. Mm. Um. So we know, like you, you know, like we said earlier, a lot of these guys with power need to sit down on punches. It, but if you're constantly backing up, you can't sit down. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that was kind of the book on him. However, Nick Maximov does not have any boxing. It's not existent. Yeah. He's a wrestler. You can crush him with takedowns, but 
what do you need to set up takedowns? You need striking, especially in mixed martial arts. Yeah, especially with a guy who yeah. understands how to defend them properly. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think we're kind of getting a fairly easy pick here. It feels mm-hmm. almost too good to be true. I mean, even if you look at the money lines, Soriano is only a minus 180. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe Maximov is able to take him down, and that's that's really my biggest worry. But every fight that Soriano's been in, guys have tried to wrestle him, and he's turned it into a kickboxing match, which yeah. ultimately his power shines through. And we can expect the same thing here. I would say so, yes. Yeah. So, I got him, too. I got him. Obviously, he's, he's fourth leg in the parlay, money line, minus 200 for me. So you only, you only took one dog in this, huh? Yeah, there's only one dog in this parlay. But right. five fights to the odds will speak for themselves. Yeah, I guess that's true. All right, so we'll, we'll go on to the main event: Jack Hermanson against Sean Strickland. Uh, Let's this go! Is a fight, I'm so excited for this. <laughs> this is a fight that I think people have been calling for, including Sean Strickland has been calling for for quite some time now. Um, this is a classic wrestler against a striker. Um. I actually didn't want to pick either one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, is, honestly, I almost left this one out. This one's so close in my eyes that, and for, for good reasons, for good reasons. Um, I think it's so close that I, I just didn't feel, I didn't feel like picking one guy over the other. And if, if I thought that there would be a better pick um, in like the times, you know, like mm-hmm. when the fight's going to end. And I, I just have it going the distance. So go uh, the distance, it's gonna, yes. It's, yes. At plus mm-hmm. 100. Both uh, these guys are so fucking tough, man. Not only that, but it's not like either of them have a signature put away. I mean, Hermanson's pretty solid. Um, he's a really good grappler. He's a good but grappler. So is Sean Strickland. He's a, he's a good grappler, too. Yeah, and I think Hermanson's grappling is usually like a ground and pound type of a thing. Yeah, and off so his much, back, too, he's pretty good. It's, yeah, it's not It's not so much of a submission game, but he doesn't have that lights-out power, and we all know Sean Strickland mm-hmm. is just going to outbox people. Like, he's never... Yeah. He never is going to be the guy that hits someone once, and then they go to sleep. Yeah. That's just not... This weekend, though. <laughs> I mean, no. I don't think he's going to develop... He's not going to develop that out of nowhere, and he's fought worse boxers than Hermanson who he didn't you know starch yeah um, so I I have it going the distance and I think this really is just the UFC's test for Strickland mm-hmm. to see what is next for him because after he moved up from welterweight to middleweight he kind of revived he revived his career basically his um you know he had issues in the lower levels with guys who are quicker than him and guys who could wrestle. Um, that being said, the last guy to take him down was Kamaru Usman in 2017. Well, I mean, he could take anyone down. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, I think he could take Francis down. Strictly wrestling? Yeah. Oh, Man, maybe. Know, he's 100 pounds bigger than him. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh you know, do a wizard kick <laughs> and sprawl the right way. I don't know. Never mind. I recant that statement. 
Yeah, I think the UFC is just kind of putting out a test here. I think this is going to be whether or not Sean Strickland can handle the get jumping into the elites because I see Jack Hermanson as like a gatekeeper into the top five in the division, into the elite of the division, mm-hmm. um, because he's able to handle everyone else. It's been, um, it's really been his issues with guys like, uh, damn it, damn it, damn it, damn it. Who is it? Who did he lose to most recently? Why am I I doing so bad? I was like, you know what, idiot? You should write these down, these names down, because I'm calling myself an idiot, not Mike. Uh, I'm also an idiot, but yeah. This is great. Uh, Marvin Vittori, he lost to last. He beat Shabazian after that. So I'll go through his last five. Cannoneer, that's what I was thinking of. Vittorian Cannoneer. Yeah, yeah. Those so are, two guys uh, that two guys that you can mm-hmm. definitely consider in the top, the top echelon top of the division, five, top sure. five of the division for sure. And he's beaten guys who have tried to enter that. Um, I mean, the first name that kind of comes to mind is Calvin Gaslam. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to re-enter. Yeah, and trying to re-enter into that top five of the division. And you got him in a leg lock, though. I mean, still win. Yeah, I mean, to get a wrestler in a leg lock like that, a guy who's supposedly well, when they're dry too, but man, yeah, I mean, but it's also a guy who's supposedly not to take any credit away. Yeah, he supposedly is, you know, should be good on the ground. So, um, mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what makes this so interesting is that is that Sean Strickland hasn't been taken down since 2017, um, since Kamaru but Jack Hermanson was also to take able to take down Calvin Gaston. Or he was able to submit Calvin Gaston. I don't know if he took him now. It was off his back. But I mean, it's it's an impressive thought to think. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. Um, so I think it, we're we really we need to show Sean Strickland now needs to show that he can handle the upper level of the division's ability to wrestle and ability to withstand the pressure that Sean Strickland is known for. Mm-hmm. Um. And I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see this, where this one goes. I really don't have a, I don't have a way that I want to see this go other than for it to go to a finish or a war uh, or a war. It's cool. With I mean, me. You haven't gone the distance. How do you want to see it go to a finish? Yeah. Excuse me. I, I, the distance, not a finish. Um, yeah. I, I just think this is going to be a very, uh, it's going to be a very interesting matchup. I think knockdown, drag out, five rounds. You know, it'll be a brawl, I think. Who did you have in this? I have Strickland. I picked him. Money line. Why'd you pick Strickland, though? Why? You got to give the people answers, Mike. You can't just say Uh, things. It's my fucking podcast. I say what I want. Um, No, 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 no. It's our podcast. Sorry, sorry. Our. <laughs> no, I just I don't think Hermanson's gonna be able to match his output. We know how Sean Strickland goes once he's in the zone. Um, and I think he has good enough wrestling to not get taken down or to get caught in a leg lock. Five rounds on the feet, probably a kickboxing match, in my opinion. Um, and in that case, I'm gonna take Strickland all day. I, I got faith in the guy. I really do. I don't know what it is about him. Uh, 
he says wild, crazy shit. That's not the reason why I'm picking him, but he's got the moxie to him in his own way. He really um, does say just the most insane things. Though. Like, have you ever? Oh my god, it's ridiculous. Like in the past six months alone, I've heard this guy's name so many times just through like MMA Twitter or like listening to um, Bisping's podcast or things like that, where he just like he he says like he's gonna kill people. Like if he, he said that if he it was legal to go out and shoot someone, he would do it. This guy wants the purge. <laughs> like he is. One of the most psychotic people in yeah. the UFC, mm-hmm. but it's it's so entertaining. Yeah, because he doesn't act on it. <laughs> he claims he's white trash and he's proud, is what he says. Well, at least he knows who he is. <laughs> more more than we can say for a lot of people. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't. I. I don't know. I like it. Um. I think the only. I think the reason why Strickland is favored here is because of that ability to defend that takedown mm-hmm. um that and like you said his cardio is really good his output's always great and one thing too is that jack hermanson has an issue with starting slow yeah we saw that in the vittori fight yeah he, remember just... he started to make a little bit of a comeback but it was way too late oh yeah it was like the third round by the time that yeah. happened yeah um, and he lost the third round so he's down 3-0 going into four yeah, and I it think. just no. I think it was a three-round fight. Mm, let me check. Was it the was it the main event? Oh, no, it was five Where? round. It was was five it? Round. Yeah, unanimous decision. Yeah, if I remember right. correctly, he was down three to zero going into the fourth. Yeah, Strickland's never had an issue. I don't think starting out hot. I think he likes mm-hmm. to go, go, go. Yeah, because um, his game is all about output, right? So, uh, you know, now that I think about it more, I, I like I favor Strickland. I hope so too. Not too late. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with it goes the distance. Yeah, uh, I'd stay with that. I might even put money on that too because that that I don't see this going to the finish. But should be an entertaining fight, regardless. Yes. Uh, and this is one of those cards again too. Like we don't know a whole lot of the names, but like they're not household names. But it's probably gonna be a banger. Um, did we mention that it starts at three o'clock? <laughs> yeah, this fight. So the what is it? The 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 prelims start at three. Yes, main, main card, card at six. Main card at six. Um, so you know how those kind of go. Those are always a bit flexible depending on how many finishes we get, how many uh, mm-hmm. how many distances we have. You can always watch it back too. Just make sure you get your, your bets placed. <laughs> yeah, make sure you get your bets placed. Um, like like usual, these are lines that came out Thursday morning. Typically, um, mm-hmm. we try and keep them as up to date for you as possible. Like we'll we'll check in on them while we're recording. So sometimes if you hear us pausing, that's kind of why um, we're checking on some relevant data. Um, so yeah, those are our picks. What's that? Let me round the parlay just to review. Yeah, go for it. Uh, Erosa battle, uh, Rachmanov, Soriano, and Strickland, all money line, comes out at plus 825. And then you said you were also going to add Brandon Allen in there once that's available. Well, I, I don't think I will now. I already placed it. Oh, so you're just gonna, we're just going to let it ride then? Yeah, I'm just going to let it ride. Um, if I'll tell anyone that's listening, if Allen does come up on it, I will place him for six. I don't know what the odds are. I'll make another bet. Fuck it. But the one I have right now is those five, and I can't change it because I already wagered the money. 
Um, but yeah. All right. So those will, that'll wrap up our picks for the, um, the upcoming fight. Um, it's late. I'm getting, I'm exhausted. My speech is slowed down. You little bitch. My speech is slowed down considerably. My brain just well, not. Are you going to go over this last point here and all? Yeah. So at work today, um, when I was typing this up, I was typing at about a billion miles an hour and I forgot to take out an edit. Um, I actually just have like a random bullet point in here with names on it that I liked and I forgot to just delete it, if you noticed. <laughs> um, and so I drink like three cups of coffee just to stay awake because the dog in our house likes to wake us up whenever my roommate leaves because she has really bad separation anxiety. So yeah, whenever whenever he creates her, I know you know because you took care of her. Whenever he creates yeah, her in the care. morning, the dog doesn't shut up. So whenever he leaves is when the house wakes up. Mm. What time is that? Today wasn't bad. It was seven. Um, Get but, up and at him. No, no. I mean, I mean, that's not that's not bad. It's just I I couldn't I didn't sleep well last night. Was yeah. the problem? Um, and I just like it, it felt like I couldn't get into a deep sleep. So it just it smoked me today at like two p.m. You already get that two p.m. like oh mm-hmm. man every day nap time. every goddamn day. And you're just that's sitting. I have more coffee. And then today I had um, what is it? I I put on the I, I put on the outline that math is hard. I, you do that? So we're, we're doing calculations today. Like they're teaching me calculations at my new job and I cannot figure this out. Oh, geez. We were never mathematic wizards. Well, the thing is, is like, I thought I, I thought I was, but then I realized I'm an Excel wizard. Mm. I let Excel do everything for me. I know how to write a code to solve an equation. But if you were to tell me here are a bunch of loose numbers, plug this into your calculator. I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> That's why I never took math in college. I, I know how to like I, my last class was stats. So all I know is writing code for things. So I don't mm. know. <laughs> my algebra is completely gone. Uh, it's okay. Who needs math that has a fucking X in it? Stupid. Start putting letters in it. Um, yeah, what the hell? <laughs> so I wanted to give a quick shout out to our buddy Ryan. Um, for any Ooh, of yeah. you guys don't know, just got engaged this past weekend. Um, he got engaged this Saturday after our last recording. So um, happy for you, man. Um, congratulations. Congratulations to you and Becca. Uh, real quick story. When we were at the engagement party, um, there we were at like this bar with pool and Jake, Tommy, Steve, and I wanted to go play. So all we have are singles and you know, those pool tables, they have the, the coin slots to put the the money in. Mm-hmm. So obviously we had to go make change. We're at this busy bar and we're like, well, we don't want to go to the bar to make change. You know, it's going to take forever. Yeah. So we, we go up to the guys next to us who are shooting pool. We're like, Hey, like where do we, where'd you guys go get change for the machine? You know, the pool. Uh, the pool table and they're like oh don't worry about it dude like the guy pulls out a wad of quarters from his pocket and he's like just give me the yeah just give me the dollar and just take four quarters all right cool so jake idiot that he is has a beer in one hand and a dollar in his other hand he proceeds to hand the guy the dollar and then with his other hand tries to take the quarters the one with the beer in it tries to take the quarters from the guy's hand 
but doesn't let go of the beer. He just takes the beer and dumps it into the guy's hand. <laughs> so the guy's just holding a soaking wet dollar bill. <laughs> really, Jake? What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? This guy just does a favor and you poured beer all over him. What the fuck? <laughs> He's a special kid. What an idiot. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, but and back to the point. Congratulations to Ryan and Becca. Um, yes. So happy for you guys. Um, and my neighbors. Holy shit! Yeah, your neighbors are about to get married. So we don't have a date for that wedding, but uh, super excited for that. Um, yeah. I don't do you do think? You, I was thinking. I just thought about this. What do you think Noah will be doing in it? In what the wedding? Yeah, like ring bear or something like ring that. bear. Yeah, yeah, ring bear. Burr. Ring bear. Ring bear. No, ring bear. Rur. Ring bear. Joe bear. <laughs> All right. No, I was uh, just curious. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> I don't have anything else to you. They should make Dylan the flower girl. <laughs> oh my God. That would be funny. All right. Do we have anything else that's relevant to the. <laughs> no, we don't. Or I don't at least. All right, so I'm ready to. to so bad. All right, let's wrap this up then. Mike's Mike's got tiny bladder syndrome. I do, I do. I haven't peed for. We almost went a full episode without talking about bathroom. Well, we're talking number one, not number two, so we're good. Oh, but now we're doing it. No, 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 no. I will not talk about it any further. All right, everybody, enjoy your weekend. Good luck betting. Let's push out this podcast. Really hard for you. Squeeze it in there. All right. Guys, uh, thanks for listening again. We're rambling now again. Um, hope to see you guys back next week. Again, we got this card and then the next one, 270, um, for our next podcast. 71. So, 271, excuse me. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. See you later. See you.